All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest in Future Titan today, all the way from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, none other than Justin Haver. Justin, it's an honor, my friend. We were, we were chatting just a little bit before we went live, and man, you're just incredible through and through, and uh, I'm super excited to uh, share your story with the Titan world, so thanks again. Greg, thank you for having me on here, and it's uh, truly an honor for you to ask me to be a guest of your amazing show, so thank you again. Oh, this is great. And, and diving into the series of questions, everybody out there who's tuning in, uh, whether you're listening or watching live or you're listening after the fact, um, I cannot wait. So Justin, without further ado, let's just go into uh, the series of questions. Everybody getting to know who you are, what drives you, motivates you, and all the way through your path and career and some advice. So uh, the first question is just telling everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, your pathway to your career uh, thus far. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, Originally, I was uh, born in Norway, and uh, my family, they decided to move over here to Calgary in uh, wow. 1988. So I was a 13-year-old teenager, hmm. relocating, uh, having to obviously learn a new culture, language, and all that stuff. And, wow. um, you know, obviously growing up in, uh, in Calgary has been amazing. And, hmm. you know, consider myself now a Canadian and a Calgarian and uh, absolutely love this city uh, because it's, uh, you know, close to the mountains, mm. super clean. The people are absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, this is home. So, you know, I got into real estate in uh, 2005. And I had, um, you know, gone through some uh, job changes. I, had, uh, I was working in IT, installing high-speed internet. I was uh, let go of that job and had to obviously go through some struggles there. Uh, you know, yeah. there was one point in time where <laughs> I... Uh, was delaying paying my taxes and uh, you know, the government just basically emptied my bank accounts and I called them up and I'm like, I told you guys I would start paying you when I was working. And uh, how am I gonna pay my mortgage? They're like, ah, that's your problem. And I'm like, what? Mm. Wow. <laughs> but you know, lessons to learn, pay your taxes. Yeah. And when they send you letters, don't ignore them. Um, wow. Because I mean, I felt like I had a conversation with them, but sure, some time had passed, but mm. either way, um, you know, I was uh, installing some satellite dishes and bi-directional direct way, which was internet satellite dishes and climbing up on roofs here in Canada in the wintertime wow. makes you a little bit shaky in the knees, but you're like, I got to do this because I got a mortgage payment to make wow. and um, didn't fall off any roofs, but there was a couple of times when it was close. Yeah. Uh, sure. Heart started beating a bit and uh, yeah. Um, decided to uh, get into real estate and I never okay. thought of myself as a salesperson. Hmm. So that was in 2005 and, uh, you know, coming from obviously a tech background and, you know, knowing that internet was the way of the future, essentially, mm -hmm. um, started with my very first website, justlistedcalgary.ca. And, uh, wow. you know, believe it or not, it was advertising my first website in the back of a newspaper. Hmm. That doesn't happen anymore. But uh, <laughs> right. one of the things that I, I don't even remember the person that told me this, but I was told by someone is, you know, always reinvest minimum 25% of your commissions back into the business. Wow. Right. Which can be tough at times, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, if you want to build something and, you know, in our industry, one of the things that I knew going into it is, 
you know, if you have leads and opportunities, you will get sales. Wow. So Huge. I started to obsess about, you know, search engine optimization and obviously mm-hmm. driving traffic to the website outside of doing a newspaper advertisement. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, it started to generate quite a bit of, uh, you know, leads and, and that kind of stuff. And um, wow. my realtor, before I became a realtor, he actually took me under his wings at this wow. independent brokerage here in Calgary. Love it. And, uh, you know, nothing better to have a friend mentor you. And, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, Mike, we got all these leads. What do we do with them? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we went through, you know, that whole, whole ordeal. And I continued to obsess about, you know, building websites and search engine optimization. And I hmm. started building a second website, which was justinhower.com. Wow. And uh, got those websites to start to rank. And, you know, hmm. they were generating, you know, a ton of leads and opportunities. And, in the brokerage where we're at, I was basically handing off these leads and collecting referral fees. Okay. Right. Good yeah. little model. I would hand them a lead and they would sell it and I would collect 50%. And that was kind of the arrangement that we had. And at the time I was working with, you know, four other agents, one mm-hmm. in Northeast, one in Northwest, one in Southeast and one wow. Southwest. Right. So we basically covered the entire city. Perfect. And, um, you know, that obviously led to some success. And in 2009, mm-hmm. I was announced that I was the number one agent in this independent brokerage of 700 agents. Wow. Right. So top of the world thinking yeah. life is good. Well, I was going through a divorce. <sighs> Ouch. Right. Which, you know, we all know that this industry can obviously take its toll on relationships, especially right. when this thing drives you. Right. someone wants to write an offer when, uh, and I remember this, uh, you know, with my ex-wife, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had an anniversary dinner and phone rings. It's a friend that wants to put in an offer and you're like, and at that time our market was pretty hot and, yeah. you know, like, Oh honey, can we kind of cut this short? And, you know, I got to do this deal, but I'm like, I'll buy a pair of shoes. You know, <laughs> that was right. I got to a, okay. I thought that was good. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, but you know, one of the things that I've learned, obviously, through this industry is that and, and through that experience that one of the things that I pass on to every new agent that comes into our organization is mm. the number one appointment in your phone when you start out in this career mm. should be your significant other and spouse. Or wow. family. Beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. From personal experience, that has been the hardest habit to change being mm-hmm. a workaholic right? Sure. For us men, we can say, you know, we want to be the provider of the family. Mm -hmm. We also got to provide our, our spouses with time because they want that time. And, you know, if you really want to work seven days a week in this business, you can Mm -hmm. 12 hours a day. Right. So, you know, when they announced that I was the number one agent in this brokerage, Hmm. I was sitting in this big empty house, obviously going through a divorce and I cried. Oh, and and I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, wow, is this what success feels like? Because, hmm. you know, we all get into this business and we're like, yeah, we want to, you know, earn a good living. We want to be comfortable. We want to provide for our families. Mm-hmm. And then when you get the recognition, you're like, well, this feels kind of empty hmm. and lonely. Yeah. Right? I had agents in the brokerage coming up to me saying, oh, man you know, you must be so successful. You're this, you're that. And I'm inside. I was, I was sad. I was crying. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
you know, you kind of go through this. And, and when I went through my divorce, I said, all I have left essentially is my work. Hmm. So I put on this mask all and right. hid behind it, and that was my work. Hmm. And uh, in 2010, um, we were forced to start the team essentially at the brokerage we're at because okay. some of the agents that were in that brokerage that had been, you know, there for a while and this New York kid basically had come into the business and mm-hmm. ranked number one. Some of them were kind of complaining that, well, he should really be a team because the perception is that he's a team with me handing off the referrals. And I mean, in this business, there's so many different business models for sure models out there. So uh, Justin Haver Associates was started January 1st, 2010. Wow. And, uh, you know, continued to operate like that with, uh, you know, five or six agents for some time. And then I happened to go to a conference down in Miami. And this was probably one of the pivotal moments for my career and our team where sitting around a table down there and uh, having some you know, some drinks and a couple of bites and some good food and having some Mm. conversations about real estate and, Mm. you know, our operations. And, um, you know, that's where I met uh, Gary Ashton, who runs, you know, the number one Remax team in the world and incredible operator. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're sitting around there and talking about how many leads we generate. And Mm. I tell them I generated at that time about 150 leads organically a day. Wow. And Gary looks at me and is like, so how many agents do you have, Justin? I'm like, oh, there's five of us. And he's like, five in his British yeah. accent. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you need a hundred. <laughs> and I'm like, a hundred? I'm like, you're crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? And I'm like, what is this crazy talk? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and one of the things that I've actually, and an analogy that Gary gave at that time, which, mm-hmm. you know, over my years, I've actually witnessed to be, pretty accurate so again Gary shout out to you shout out Uh, fellow Titan Gary for sure yeah Yeah, we love him Um, you know one third of the agents are going to be able to take on new business Mm -hmm. the other third of the agents are going to be busy with what they have on their plate currently Mm -hmm. and the other third are going to be busy enjoying life traveling taking some downtime to recharge right Mm -hmm. so that analogy in itself is something that I've witnessed uh, over the years it's pretty accurate Wow. Right. Cause I mean, in this business, I mean, we get going and, um, you know, we do need to recharge because we put in a lot of hard work and long hours and you know, it's, it can be very draining. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, continuing on, uh, after that, like came home, you know, obviously <laughs> so many agents can probably relate to this too. Yeah. When you have your team leader going away to a conference, they come mm-hmm. back and they're like, all right, we're blowing everything up. <laughs> I got this new idea. This is, you know, oh, that's um, so great. So essentially that's what I did. Uh, hired my very first staff, hired mm-hmm. Courtney. She was uh, our admin and together with her, mm-hmm. we were working out of my home and we were, you know, restructuring everything and building, wow. you know, systems and processes at a very, mm-hmm. you know, beginner level, essentially sure. of what it is today. And we went from, we went and hired. So we went from six agents in December of 2012 mm-hmm. to 28 agents in January of 2013. Wow. A little bit of growth. Just a little bit. of time <laughs> with little support. Mm-hmm. Some systems, but not a lot. Okay. No automations. Like I was wow. manually assigning leads at the time. Unreal. And in January of that month, we generated over 4,100 leads. 
And, Crazy. you know, I joke about this and, you know, I was good at giving our team members anxiety and I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a bad way. Right. It's just, I was just like, Hey, Christine, how's it going today? You know, you got a busy day. She's like, yeah, I'm booked solid. I'm heading out the door and it's like eight 30 in the morning. I'm like, okay, well I just dropped 55 leads in your hopper. Have a good weekend. <laughs> See you later. You know, there's stories about agents, like, you know, oh, no. sleeping with their laptops and accepting leads in the shower or somebody at one point in time too. Right. That's so it's awesome. You know, again, an abundance of opportunities, but uh, you know, we have, come long and far since then. And uh, in 2014, we ended up um, going over to Remax and we joined Remax first here in Calgary, which was actually the very first uh, Remax brokerage in all of Canada. Wow. Okay. So now we got to kind of, you know, we moved from an independent, we went over to Remax and and I'm a big believer in brand and Mm -hmm. brand does transfer trust. Sure. And with Remax being a global brand and virtually in every market in Canada, Remax has, you know, the largest market share. Hmm. So we looked at this as an opportunity to take market share. There's also some challenges with the brokerage where we were at, where mm-hmm. they didn't want to recognize all the agents on, on the team because of the size of the team and the cost of doing that. So, Bummer. you know, I was pushing back a little bit on that. I said, you know what, if you're going to recognize a team, you should recognize every individual on the team, not just three people or one person. Well said. So we kind of butted heads a little bit there and that kind of sent the message loud and clear to us to kind of look for a different place to hang our hat. And, you know, uh, you know, that brokerage did serve us well during the time that we was there, but then, you know, moving over to Remax and, uh, you know, with the incredible owner broker of Rick Campos, Mm. um, you know, at the time when we came over to his brokerage, he had about 90 agents in the Mm. brokerage. Okay. So it's been really fun to ride alongside with, you know, an amazing broker owner yeah. as well. And also watch his business grow as we have been growing alongside him. Hmm. Um, you know, so here we are still at Remax first. Uh, yeah. Now we have uh, a team of yeah, 65 agents plus about 18 support staff. Unreal. I never, ever imagined <laughs> that. And I, I, I will be clear too. I never intended on building a team. Okay. It's just something that happened because, you know, one, I think, you know, going through my divorce and that experience mm-hmm. and how I, I hid behind my work rather than to start working on myself personally, my work right. became my distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, my obsession about work and being a workaholic for, I didn't take a one week vacation for four years. Oh, yeah. Right. So yeah. it was just work, work, work. That was my escape. Mm-hmm. And you know, that also led to the foundation of who and what we are today in right. many, many ways, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, the continuing on investing into the business was something that was obviously pivotal to the foundation of Justin Haven Associates. And then about four years ago, I uh, decided to obviously also do some personal development and uh, start working on that. And, you know, we've essentially shifted the entire focus of the culture. Wow. I used to probably, and I will say this, uh, and maybe some team leaders can relate to this too. Hmm. You're so focused on the transaction, hmm. right? Um, and I shifted my focus to the people. Wow. Including myself, because really we are, in a business where we got to, in my opinion, in mm-hmm. 2021, we should really be obsessing about the client experience from start to finish mm. of whether they're buying or selling. And 
then we also, I mean, as team leaders, we also got to focus on the agent experience when they're on your team or in your brokerage. You know, what's that like for them? Sure. Because when you start focusing on the people, that's when all the magic happens. Unreal. Right. Um, you know, we all got our shit. Yeah. Right? You're we're good. All, we, all, we all have baggage. <laughs> yep. But at the same time, you know, we're human beings. And part of that is we evolve, we grow and we support one another. And uh, today I look at this business as, you know, it's a great platform where, hmm. you know, we have team members from all different ages, all different uh, levels of experience. Like we, I, I have the agent that mentored me, hmm. Mike, he is on my team. Wow. Beautiful. And he's got 25 years in the business. Wow. Right. So, um, you know, we basically created this, um, environment where agents can succeed. They're supported. Mm. Uh, we have had agents that have sold upwards of a hundred homes in a single year. Wow. Brand new agents selling 40 homes or 50 mm. homes a year. And you know, it's, it's about setting up systems, processes, mm. and support for them mm. so they can be successful. Right. And at the same time, the one thing that a lot of people do avoid is accountability, mm. but it's accountability that also moves the needle. And, and, and Justin, as you're laying down the story and your timeline to who you are and what you've done so far, I mean, it's very clear. Hopefully anybody who's watching or listening to this can pick that up, but it's through the the continual action of really diving deep into your passion, which is business. And again, going through the personal changes and evolutions in your life, you know, kind of diving deep into the business side, you wouldn't be where you are today without those experiences. And not that you would ever say that you wanted to go through that or live through those moments one way or the other, but you are who you are today because of what you went through and because of what you decided to do after you know, and we all deal with issues and struggles and highs and lows, but we can either let it defeat us or inspire us to, to do something greater than ourselves, which is what you've done. I mean, what you've laid out there, the conversation that you had with Gary, oh, why not a hundred? Well, you're not quite at a hundred yet, but you're that you're close. And, uh, but gosh, think about that. I mean, just think about where you started and where you are now. And you're, as far as I'm concerned, there's plenty more to go, you know? So it's, it's just great stuff. Yeah. And you know what? I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, again, this is not just applicable to business. I think it's applicable mm -hmm. to life. Yeah. Right. We all go through challenges and sure, you know what? Some have it harder than others, mm -hmm. but we all have struggles. And when we're in it, it's tough. And, you know, I think it also takes us some time and as we mature and get older, um, we're more open to looking at it in, with a different lens Wow. where we can kind of look at these challenges. Okay. This is a challenge. I accept it. Mm -hmm. What is this here to teach me about me and how is it here to evolve me? Wow. Right. And, and just keeping those two questions at the forefront when you're going through any challenging moment and try to draw from the positivity of it, <laughs> because, you know, with every hardship, and I mean, when we're in it, we don't see it at times. Mm -hmm. But when we come out of it, like, you know, my divorce was extremely hard on me. Yeah. And it was extremely hard on me. And I didn't know this at the time that my deep rooted pain as an adult was abandonment. Wow. And 
you know, and I'm going to tie this into the team here because, yeah. you know, when you're a team leader and, you know, again, a lot of personal relationships over my time, I mean, I, when they would end, it would just, it would gut me. It was yeah. such a painful experience. And after I, I got divorced, I'm like, I'm never letting anyone into my heart again. Sure. Right. I'm, I, I don't want to experience that pain, mm -hmm. but you know, as I, matured and started working on myself and I'm like it started to discover that my deep-rooted pain came from my childhood it actually freed me from that emotional jail that I lived in all my adult life wow. now when you're running a team obviously people mm -hmm. are going to come and go right. and having people leave the team was also very hard because I didn't have a resolution around that inner pain mm -hmm. right so you know, once you kind of free yourself from your own baggage, because I mean, we all have it and it's Everybody. very likely that it's going to show up in whatever your work is. Mm -hmm. So if you got to, you know, do a little bit of the hard work and it is hard work to look in the mirror and, and uh, you know, kind of work on some of that stuff, but the light at the end of the tunnel and when you stand in that light, mm -hmm. it's incredibly freeing. And I wow. think that, you know, one of the things that we did about four years ago, as I went through the journey of personal development, I also shared that with a team and it now has become a pretty massive part of our culture, Love you know, that. where we are massive about personal development, accepting people for who they are, mm -hmm. and also helping them navigate through those challenges, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've had agents on the team that have gone through some pretty, you know, scary illnesses and and yeah. come out and survived and Phew. and you know we're just there as a you know this big family and i would say that culture is so incredibly important in an organization it's some, not something that you have a blueprint for right but it's something that you can control by who you allow into the organization mm -hmm. and if you have selected the right people the culture will also police itself wow which is fascinating to observe <laughs> well well and you and i had discussed before we went live but just the the interest and fascination that we both have with just human behavior and why people do what they do and the decisions that they make and um you know it's interesting that you were able to kind of uh curate that and and cultivate that culture and let it morph into its own thing living breathing and changing and evolving um and not smothering or, or trying to turn it into something that's not. And I think those are the, the best brands, the best cultures and people feel real. It's, it's like family, right? You can't change that. It just is what it is. And, um, but I think the actions speak louder than words and how people act is how others are going to be able to react. And you're looking at that from such a deep note. And again, Justin, you're, you're sharing so many incredible nuggets or pearls for team leads or individuals to really grow and scale from, from the fundamentals, the foundation of it, because as important as systems and tools and, and lead gen and branding, if you don't have your foundation solid, all that's just going to crumble. Right. So, I mean, starting from those, those, those notes and, and what I'm, I'm taking away, and hopefully everybody's picking this up too. What you said at the very beginning, when you picked up your phone and you said, look in your calendar, it's your family, it's you, you, you got to make that a priority, putting that in there. Because without you taking care of yourself and directive, you can't really help others yeah. uh, or it's not to the full extent. And that's, well, it, that's spoken from a true leader. Yeah. Least. And you know what? It's, it's like, you know, what do they uh, tell you when you board an airplane, right? If there's an emergency, who do you put that mask on? You yourself first. first. Yep. Right. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, if you're going to lead people, you got to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. right? So you can take care of others. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me now, I mean, this is all about, you know, again, supporting all the people that are within our organization from mm-hmm. agents to staff and also supporting our community, right? Nice. Uh, you know, it's, it's a privilege to be in a position that I'm in. And uh, it's obviously been, um, you know, an up and down roller coaster like business usually is, mm-hmm. right? But every... Every challenge, you draw something positive from it and you look at finding the solution and you move on. And, you know, the most powerful word in this business is next, Hmm. right? Um, And you know what? That can go from team leader to, you know, brand new agent. You know, you're going to go work with a client and let's say it doesn't work out and, you know, uh, we can get so emotionally wound up in it. And I kind of compare real estate to managing emotional shit storms or sailing in the middle of the ocean. Right. Cause we got to, we got to yeah, look at my cat trying to get into their. Oh, you're good. <laughs> you're good. This he is will, live. He will. Yeah. He will open the door. Oh, that's um, awesome. So don't get distracted. No, um, but you know, like residential real estate mm-hmm. is all an emotional transaction sure people are always going to buy based on circumstances and needs Mm -hmm. and it's usually driven by emotion Mm -hmm. so we have to obviously be the guide and and help our clients navigate through those emotions of fear and sometimes it's you know sadness anger if it's a divorce or death and and that stuff right so we got to try not to take on our clients emotions but we're human beings and we're going to do that Mm -hmm. because we care right then we got to obviously, if we're going to do any negotiations, I don't know about you, but you know, egos and emotions can also get into, into the negotiations from yourself and from the other agent. So you got to navigate through that. And then you got to navigate through your own emotions. Wow. Right. So I think one of the most powerful things that we can do, especially in this business is, you know, really master our emotions. Hmm and regulations of our emotions yeah that in itself i think will uh, allow a lot of freedom within ourselves because you know it's it's exhausting from all the different scenarios i mean look at the markets that we're seeing across the world right now right especially north america you know shortage of inventory Mm -hmm. crazy number of offers and then you know you're a buyer agent and you're sitting there competing against 10 15 i've even heard as high as you know 83 offers on a property wow and you're trying to navigate through that. And, you know, buyers are also getting, you know, the fatigue and they're like, ah, oh, I don't feel like competing anymore. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, people that are looking at getting into their business, they're like, oh, selling real estate is easy. <laughs> well, it's not rocket science to sell real estate, but the challenge is navigating through human behavior and human emotions. Right. Yeah, I would agree 100%. It's a people business and everything's surrounded by that. Talking to the thought process of emotions and it's that that old adage, um, you either master your emotions or they master you or they rule your emotions or they rule you. And um, I I think that that's a a huge takeaway for everybody to kind of go in through. And and Justin, I want to go to the next question because I think this is a great segue. And you had mentioned moving the needle earlier on. Um, but we went down a different road and I, I that was beautiful. So, but I want to, uh, for everybody who's tuning in, there's so many people who want to learn from the Titans. And again, you know, what, what you've applied and, and learned and changed for growth and scale and moving that needle. So 
the, the second question is, you know, if you could go back on your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented that you really saw growth, you saw the needle move. And I know you shared several different things already, but anything you'd like to, any advice that you give to anybody watching or listening that way um, to grow and scale? Yeah, you know what? I think it's, it's really important, uh, obviously, to ensure that you reinvest back into your business, mm -hmm. whatever that amount is. Right. But also be clear on what you want the business to do for you, mm. right? A lot of people um, in this industry, they idolize teams or team leaders, okay. right? Um, I'll tell you this, building a team doesn't give you more free time. <laughs> <laughs> Come no. on, really? Come on, Justin. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Oh, you know, the idea is there, but at the mm -hmm. same time, you know, yeah, um, at least not in my, from my own personal experience. Sure. But what I think is important there though, is, you know, investing into your business and what some of the things, some of the pivotal investments that I've made is, you know, I am a big believer in digital assets, mm -hmm. uh, building out websites, investing into search engine optimization or SEO so that they mm -hmm. will rank high organically. Like I have some websites right now where, you know, if someone wants to replicate the, not the traffic, mm -hmm. the organic traffic that we get with Google AdWords, mm -hmm. um, you would have to spend somewhere between seven and $800,000 a month wow. in Google AdWords. But I get that traffic organically. Mm -hmm. And, and again, like if you want to do anything at a high level, you got to apply yourself and you got to be consistent wow. over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And the reason why a lot of people fail at doing search engine optimization is one, they probably have the wrong company mm. doing it for them. Uh, one, uh, if an agent is trying to do SEO themselves, I mean, unless you're an expert, mm -hmm. don't do it because yeah, I agree. you can really, uh, I've even hired companies that uh, have been the wrong companies that have mm -hmm. done kind of gray hat, black hat SEO. And I mm -hmm. had, you know, 80 grand invested into a website and woke up one morning, Google did an algorithm update and I'm like, Oh, where is it? it? It disappeared, right? Oh, wow. Uh, so, hence, why if you're going to build a digital asset, mm -hmm. you got to make sure that you have the right people working for you. Sure. Uh, I'm a big believer in domain names. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I own several of them and I mm -hmm. own calgary.com here in Calgary. Yeah. Right? So, can't get any better domain for Calgary than that. That is as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and that took me four years wow. uh, to acquire. Okay. So I didn't give up on the first no. Mm. Right. Wow. Um, so that has been pivotal. Um, you know, in 2014, I made a decision to really invest into branding. And I think that, yeah. you know, some, some of the things that we need to kind of have an awareness of as an industry is there's disruption that's already here. Mm -hmm. You know, you have big companies backed by wall street, um, slowly trying to enter into Canada, but they're clearly visible down in the U S mm -hmm. and, you know, special in one, uh, you know, <laughs> the people behind the one company also are behind something that disrupted the travel industry. Right. Right. So are mm -hmm. they planning on doing the same thing for the real estate industry? Very likely. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's where, you know, how do we position ourselves to then, get the biggest part of the market share mm -hmm. outside of the disruption. And that is to build an incredibly strong brand in your marketplace. Mm -hmm. And a brand is more than a logo. You right. need to, you need to get, you know, impressions, 
you need to build trust mm-hmm. and brand awareness. And right. that comes by, you know, mixing digital, traditional TV, radio, billboards, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you got to touch them as many times as possible. Right. Um, you know, for instance, for from our standpoint, we touch. Well, we had about last year, about 375 million impressions in our marketplace. Wow. Right. So it's just repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I mean, you know, that business comes because you have a brand in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the things. So we in 2014, we started doing radio, we started working with radio and television experts, okay. um, you know, started offering a guarantee sold program through mm-hmm. the brokerage uh, here in Canada the, or here in Alberta, the brokerage are the ones that have to offer that. Okay. Um, you know, and we've been in a depressed market here in Calgary since 2014. And okay. it wasn't until actually this year where we started to see all the seller activity. We're like, Oh, mm-hmm. we've been waiting for you for six years. <laughs> Cause we've had we literally here in Calgary. I mean, we're, we are tied to obviously oil and gas and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, with, uh, oil and gas kind of tanking in 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. you know, we are sitting with about a 30% vacancy rate downtown pre COVID, right? A lot of wow. empty office spaces. And, uh, we had a lot of oil companies that actually moved South because it was a better tax environment for them mm-hmm. to operate down there. Okay. So, you know, those are some of the challenges that we've had here in Calgary. So again, how do we find that solution? Well, we have to still continue to market and mm-hmm. get exposure and ensure that we put our clients first and, you know, putting as many eyeballs on their properties as possible. And then also continuing to obsess about the client experience from start to finish, which then will deliver, you know, raving five-star reviews mm-hmm. um, and just continue on just getting feedback and, and at the same time, too, another thing that's a good lesson for mm-hmm. myself was learning that feedback is a way that you can improve your business mm-hmm. and not taking it personal. Sure. Obviously, with myself being Justin Hammer Associates, my name's associated with everything. Right. And do I care about my name? Yeah. Just like every one of you care about your name. Right. Your right. Reputation, right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard not to take feedback sometimes personally, but shifting that say, okay, um, no one's perfect. However, hear out the clients and ensuring Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're heard and uh, looking at ways that you can obviously not have that experience happen again. So it turns into positive experience. Mm. Right. But, you know, from a business standpoint, yeah, just investing into marketing and you got to do so Mm -hmm. you know with diligence as well and sometimes it's going to be a little bit of trial and error and Mm -hmm. you know you may go back and you make some improvements and and off you go but justin where you're talking about laying the foundations for for growth and success and and ultimately saturation to a given market i think is crucially important to understand but i love the fact that you're talking about the client experience because the old adage of it's not the best business, but the best known business that wins. So having enough people hear and know and understand who you are and what you do is one thing. So once you get the exposure and the hook, what are you doing after the fact? And that's following up and doing it to the highest of standards to your point, then getting the reviews, right? So you're getting the consumer's recognition to say, Hey, these are good at what they do. They know what's going on. And I think that that's kind of, that, that continuous loop of successes, um, 
I think is crucially important. And you touched on digital assets, physical assets, and and being consistent. And the 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 term omnipresence is thrown around quite a bit, really being everywhere to everyone that matters and to your markets. And I think that that's easier said than done, uh, but it can be done. And oh, yeah. I think more now more than ever uh, with certain companies, and you didn't mention any names, so neither will I, um, I, I think that there's certain companies that are trying to disrupt and change the industry. And to, to your point is bringing that to the true, true consumer and saying, how can we do it better, smarter, faster, build our own machines, really have our own exposure. Uh, and that way we can control the environment that's there and not relying on somebody else, bringing a lot in-house and growing that way, I think is, I think is super smart. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, these tech companies, they're not going to take away human interaction. Well you said. Know? I think the consumers are always going to need, you know, a real estate professional to dissect the information and give mm-hmm. advice. Because again, um, technology can't understand emotion. Right. Right. So, you know, the reality is that we're in the business of follow-up. Mm. It's really what we're in the business of doing. Wow. Right. And, uh, you know, another thing that uh, we did a few years ago too, was we really invested into developing a, um, a CRM. Right, because we have, you know, I checked here last month, we had 39 different lead sources that came into our CRM. But, you know, having that overview Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can see where the business is coming from. You can Mm -hmm. see also the activities that will move the needle from the agents that are working the system as well. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, adding some automations, AI, Mm -hmm. but they don't pick up the phone to call people. (laughs) They don't, <laughs> right. they, don't rec- they don't record a video for you and, and hit send. Right, right? Right, right. So it, you know, it, it does require obviously work, but mm-hmm. you know, when you have discovered a process and you continue to fine tune that process to again, enhance that client experience, mm-hmm. you know, you know, running a team, obviously it's, it's great to bring in experienced agents on the team because they bring a lot of knowledge and value mm-hmm. at the same time having a, an, a good training platform hmm. where, you know, the training is so detailed down to every single step of the transaction hmm. so that all, you know, the agents have to do is just follow that process. Sure. It turns into a five-star Google review. Wow. And you can take a brand new agent. Um, you know, this actually this, uh, this, this month, actually, we had two new agents that just finished their first year. Hmm both women uh one uh, she was 22 years old okay sold over 40 homes in her first year unreal right unreal worked hard oh mm-hmm. and by the way she also finished um <laughs> finished a degree at the university of calgary with dean's honors right she didn't tell us she was still doing that right but what you know, a rock star wow i know right and then another like we've had also a couple of agents uh, come join us from um from uh, policing as well, okay. uh, you know, and, and again, you want to talk about people that have a good understanding of how to interact with people. Because mm. yeah. You know, typically first responders, they're responding to people that are highly emotional at times mm-hmm. and de-escalating mm-hmm. emotions and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. you know what, they also make for some pretty incredible real estate agents. Wow. Mm. Right. So yeah, you know, it's been a fascinating journey and uh, it's, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we continue to evolve and grow and we learn, we fail, but when we fail, we 
look at the positives from it and we carry on. Gosh, Justin, I, I, again, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing all the, the, the wisdom and knowledge and just perspective and, and to growing and scaling and looking at it from so many different angles. And I, I know we're literally just scratching the surface of your knowledge and your expertise, but we, we got to be uh, you know appreciative of everybody's time on here. And I always encourage everybody who's tuning in to, if you, anything stuck out to you with what Justin was saying about life and goals and, and business, please follow him on social media. I'll have a ton of links down below. Reach out with any questions. Hopefully I'm not throwing you under the bus there, uh, Justin, but uh, a lot of times the audience loves to just engage and understand and learn from the best and brightest. So um, yeah, hopefully your DMs don't blow up too much. uh, (laughs) Bring it on. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, Justin Havard. Um, Same on obviously Facebook, uh, all the other social media channels as well. And also remember that, you know, whatever success you achieve in this industry, Use it as a vehicle to create memorable life experiences for yourself and your families. Yeah, I, I love it. Full circle, bringing it up at the beginning and the end, my friend. I, I cannot thank you enough. And I appreciate just the depth of knowledge and expertise that you have, Justin. And, and I, I have to dub this in. You are an official real estate titan, my friend. So that is a badge of honor that no one can ever take away from you. That is yours forever. Um, it's just been a thrill and an honor, Justin. Again, I can't thank you enough. Thank you again for having me here, Greg, and uh, always a pleasure, and let's do it again. Awesome. Love to, love to. And everybody, thank you, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support as well. If you like what we're doing here, Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional and you're looking to grow and scale your digital business, really looking at for market saturation, lead generation, and conversion for more transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com. They have a free mini course inside there. Uh, click on the tab above. We are live here every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Justin. Take care, guys. Thank you.